Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Shooting the Shift podcast. I'm here with Will and Antonio, and we have a predictions episode here, predicting the division standings for 2021. Yeah, pitchers and catchers report in two days. So we thought it's, uh, well, it'll be two days from us recording, one day from you hearing it. And we thought, what better time to give our predictions for the upcoming season than uh, right now? So we're going to start it off with the American League East. Uh, I think we will all be in agreement with the winner of this division, but it's a formality at Baltimore. this point. Uh, so. Baltimore. <laughs> let's go. Let's go O's. Adelie Rush uh, season with that one. <laughs> yeah, even if he's up, they got no chance. I think it's uh, pretty clearly going to be the Yankees this year. I think yeah. The Rays got worse. Yeah. I think they've been overtaken by the, the Blue Jays. So they, I, I also agree. Um, but baseball prospectus has the Rays still finishing above the Blue Jays. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. At an 86 and 76 record for the the Rays and an 85 and 77 record for the Blue Jays. I mean, it's close, but I think the Blue Jays are pushing for a wild card in the American League. I think they've gotten substantially better, and their bullpen has. We've talked about it over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think the Rays still have a good squad, but it's just going to kill morale the fact that they lost two of their three best starting pitchers yeah. in Morton and Snell. And that I just think between that and the morale boost that the Blue Jays gotten with their young players and adding some key veterans to that squad, I just, I'm with you guys. I think the Blue Jays overtake the Rays to finish second in the division and definitely challenge for a wild card. Yeah. I mean, I like for all the reasons you just said, Jeff, I mean, it's, I think it's clear to most people that that's going to be where the Blue Jays are. I think they are one of the teams that will make a lot of noise. Vlad Guerrero Jr. looks a lot better. He lost a lot of weight over the offseason, um, obviously with the Springer addition and their rotation, Hyunjin Ryu, they still have the young guys and then the bullpen talent that they added. I, I really like the Blue Jays this season. I think they're, they have potential to make a lot of noise. And if they get into the playoffs and get past the wild card round, I think they can make noise in a seven-game series. Yeah. yeah, but I think once the Yankees get in, they'll be a tough out, especially with adding starting pitchers behind Garrett Cole now. Yeah, yeah but here's the, here's, the big, here's the big question about the Yankees is over 162 games season. I still think they win the American League East, but over 162 games and into the playoffs, can their guys stay healthy? No. I've, I've, I have yet to see Aaron Judge over 162 game season stay healthy. Giancarlo Stan, you could play four games and he's going to miss two of them because he's just, he's getting paid millions of dollars to sit on the bench and be hurt. I mean, DJ LeMay, who's their most consistent guy, he's always there, but it, the Yankees still have a lot of questions about injuries. And Jeff, you said Sevy's coming back. Is Sevy going to be the same Sevy he was before the injury? Uh, I feel like he's going to this Tommy John surgery at this point has almost, you don't want to say a routine surgery because it's still, you miss a year, but 
the the top surgeons that perform these surgeries have done it so much, have learned so much from it that a lot of times you'll see guys coming back from that stronger than before they blew out their UCL. So I'm pretty confident that maybe he won't start out right away, but I'm pretty confident that that Seve will be really good this year once he's back in rhythm. And I agree that, yeah, the Yankees have shown an incredible injury history, but they've also shown incredible depth. They've had so many guys step up year in, year out to the point they've showed they can win with guys like Judge and Stanton on the bench for at least half the season. So you got to kind of look at the Yankees through the eyes of if they don't have those guys and they've shown to have a good enough offense without those guys. And when they have those guys, that's a top offense in baseball. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but there's just there's always going to be questions around that. But you know who we can thank for the Yankees having great prospect depth? Our guy Brian Barber. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, they've good. historically been good at drafting prospects and developing them. So yeah, I mean, Yankees win that division. They're the fa- the betting odds on favorite. Obviously, I, Baseball Prospectus has them winning. 97 games, top seed in the American League. Uh, I think it's very reasonable to expect that from uh, this Yankees team. Moving on to the AL Central, I think this is uh, another division where I think they got the winner right, but I don't think they got the rest of the order correct. See, I'm going to disagree even with that. I don't know. I like Minnesota. I like Minnesota. But I love Chicago. I also love Chicago, but I think it's it's Minnesota's division this year. I think next after this year, you can make the argument about Chicago, but I think Minnesota's done enough to return pieces that they they win this division, if if only by a couple games. Um, but I, baseball prospectus has even Cleveland finishing above the Chicago White Sox, which is wild. I, I don't agree Cleveland finishing two at all. No. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than the projected by uh, baseball prospectus between the White Sox and the Twins. They have it right now at a seven-game differential. I, I think it's going to come down to the final weekend of MLB, whether or not we're going to see the Twins or the White Sox as the division winner. And then you very well see the other team as the wild card. I mean, yeah, I think last year, last season in the sixty games, the AL Central, it was one game between the top three teams. Um, yeah, I think you could see another tight race like that between the Twins and the White Sox. Obviously, we all think the Indians fall off substantially after losing a bunch of big pieces. They still have some pieces. I think. I, I think they finished third. Um, I could see them maybe as a wild card two spot, but that's that that's even maybe a stretch. They uh, would have to finish above the second team in their comp. They'd have to finish second in their division to be the wild card two because I think the the second place team in the AL East gets wild card. Yeah, gets one of the wild card spots. Uh, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be tough. What? It's gonna be tough I, for the Indians this year. I tend to lean more towards Will's side that I think the White Sox are definitely the best team in this division. 
I think, yeah, the Twins did a good job retaining guys, but the White Sox did a great job adding guys. Yeah. The last couple of years, they have an unbelievable young core, mm-hmm. and now they've added a guy who's been one of the best pitchers in the league the last two years, and Lancelin. Lucas Giolito has taken steps forward each year, and now they just added one of the best closers in baseball yeah. in Liam Hendricks. Yeah. To me, it's going to be tough for any team to knock off the White Sox in that division. And I kind of see them as the second best team in the American League. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think especially if we see we, – we saw what Luis Ruber did with a shortened season. If he can produce that through 162, I think he takes Chicago to the next step and wins the AL Central. I'm with you. And then I got Twins 2 yeah. and Cleveland 3. three. I have Twins 1, White Sox 2, Cleveland 3. Um, right, I think just split decision. The, the offense that the Twins have brought back and the addition of Andrelton Simmons, I mean, I think the Twins are going to be like, yeah, sure. I agree the White Sox have made some really great additions, but I don't know. I the White Sox have a good offense, but I think the Twins have a really good offense too. And it showed last year that they were in a sprint able to out, out bat and out offense the White Sox. And that's what won them the division last year. It's one, what, what got them in a spot to win the division two years ago. And I think that's what wins them the division this year. We'll see. So we're split at the top and in agreement at three. So on to the like, AL West. I think this one will be a little interesting. Um, oh, this will be very Will, Will, what, um, do you, what do you got, Will? I'm going to go Oakland 1, Houston 2. Yes. Yes, Will. Yes. I also have Oakland 1, Houston 2. O- Oakland always gets a bad – they never think that they will do well. But then somehow, someway, Oakland just turns it on for a solid two months and just goes – off i don't know what it is in oakland but they just go off and they go on a hot streak they can take out the best of teams and i i think they win the division houston lost springer jv's still out with with his injury i i i somehow just find that oakland wins the al west and i don't yeah i feel like angels angels do not win 85 games this year i'm sorry no, that's a, that was a little bit of a wild projection. But, I mean, I think when you look at the, the athletics over the last couple of seasons, is their win curve has always gone up gone up with the Astros. Yeah. And I think the Astros have finally started losing pieces. I, I, like, I also am in agreement with Will. Uh, hot take. I like the athletics to win the AL West. I know, Jeff, you're going to say the AL or the Houston Astros – um, but oh, I'm, I'm riding 100%. with Will. I'm riding with Matt Chapman. I'm riding with the athletics. Yeah, I disagree wholeheartedly. I do not like the Oakland A's for this year at all. Disappointing. They've lost their top option in the bullpen. They lost one of their top two bats. Maybe their top bat. Matt Chapman, better defensively, but it'd be hard to make an argument that Marcus Simeon wasn't the most important bat for them over the last few years challenged for an MVP. I believe 
uh, in the 2019 season. And I just think it's, I kind of like the, uh, the projections that we saw from baseball prospectus. I could see the angels overtaking no. the A's. I, I think the A's lost. Yeah. They would have to get, they would much. have to get, they would have to get re- the uh, angels would have to get real prediction production out of Dylan Bundy. Bundy, Jose Quintada, Alex Cobb, guys like that, and I just, I just don't know. I there, I don't know if they have, if they can get production. A sleeper team I like to kind of start making noise this year, and they will grow into a better team is the Seattle Mariners. Yep. Um, I, I think they're not going to be a competitive team this year. Definitely not next year, but I think in they'll start making noise, and in the next couple of years, we'll see the. Seattle Mariners start to become steadily more and more competitive in the AL West. Yeah. But I think this is like Will said, I could see Oakland going on a run at the end of the season yep. and kind of stealing the division away from Houston. And that's what I'm predicting. It always happens. It's literally like the last two months of the year, like Oakland does like consist- consistently okay throughout the first beginning portion of the season. Then after the All-Star break, they just find their groove and they go off. And nobody can stop that team. Yeah, this is the going to, I guess, be the main division so far that we're in complete, total disagreement. I could see the, the A's maybe getting second, but I think after a kind of a tough year for the Astros, I see them rising back to the top of this division. They're... Yeah, they lost Springer, but their their lineup was so deep to begin with. They had so many good guys. Say what you will about if the the uncovering of the cheating scandal had something to do with a drop-off in production from some of their hitters like Altuve. Um, but I, I don't think you could ignore the fact that it, it was a tough season to begin with for all hitters and yeah. other hitters, like hitters on other teams – that maybe had down years are getting the benefit of the, of the doubt of, Oh, it was a short season. They had to ramp up super fast. And I think that uh, some of the Astros hitters should be given that uh, same treatment. Yeah. That's why I got them. Number one. I mean, Verlander sounds like he'll come back at some point. Yeah. There's Christian Javier. There's Granky. Yep. I'm, I think the Astros should lead the division this year. Well, let's ask go, this question. Go athletics, go. Let's ask this question then. Obviously, we look at the AL East and AL Central. Both top three teams in each of those divisions should be a playoff team. Does that mean Oakland somehow sneaks its way into the wild card? Or do we think that it'll be either Chicago or Cleveland or Tampa Bay or Toronto taking the two wild card spots? No, I think you're going to see the two wild cards come out of the the East and the Central. All right. So you I think either see one and one from the East and Central or two from the Central. All right. <clears throat> Those teams are going to. It's going to be interesting. The division leaders, the division winners in the East and Central are going to win over 90 games, potentially both over yeah. win over 95 games. Uh, and then you, you look at, I think, uh, the Blue Jays have the capability to win 85 to 89 yep. games. Um, obviously, I think the Twins are going to be the 90, 90 to 95 win team in the AL Central. 
And I think the Chicago White Sox are going to be right, right up there as well. So, I mean, unless there's two teams in the AL West that are also winning 90 games, it's, I think it's, you see two out, uh, one out of the East, one out of the central. And Jeff, I actually think if you're going to see two out of a division, it might be the AL East uh, because the Rays always seem to get production out of guys with they always seem to have a good roster even with a low salary cap salary um so i think they'll be better than the cleveland baseball team because they don't have a name right now it's i could see it but i i tend to i always tend to go with the the stronger starting pitching and the rays just lost too okay much well here we go pitching. after after uh shane bieber who do the what's the Indians rotation because they have Shane Bieber and that's if you can't name the guy I mean I can't name the guys off the top of my head for Tampa Bay but they still have Tyler Glass now like and they have um, you you'd imagine you'll see Wander Franco at some point this season I just think that the Rays are could still be decent I couldn't remember the names off the top of my head but they looking at it now they're like I knew some of them, and they had some guys step up and pitch really well for them. Cleveland did last year. I'm looking at at Plesak and Tristan yep. McKenzie, two young guys that came up and were serious difference makers for Cleveland, especially when you look at Tristan McKenzie. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it, but I think you could also – I could raise the point of, okay, there's Brendan McKay in Tampa Bay there's they've just resigned Chris Archer Ryan yeah, I'm going to take Rich Hill I'm going to take Pleissack and Tristan McKenzie over those guys any day I but week. I think and but I think you're also underrating the offensive production that the Rays can get out of guys like Randy Rosarena, G-Man Choi, Man, Manuel Margo, Brandon Lau Austin Brandon Lau Austin Meadows I think they're Mike Zanino even I think the Rays are a better team than the Indians. And if you're going to see a two wild card division, it's going to be the AL East. That's fair. I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, either one and one from the East and Central, or you're seeing Cleveland and the Twins. I, but I also agree that it's more likely you'll see a one and one. Yeah. All, All right. right. Should we jump over to our National League? Yes, but we're going to go in reverse order. So we'll start with the NL West so we can end it and have a, a good discussion on the NL East. So the NL West. This is will, what we talked about a lot. Yeah, oh, Will, oh, unless you're going to oh, say it's San Diego's oh, division to win. Oh, it's the San Diego Padres. Okay, you're I'm wild. Hopping on get a, I, mute, mute yourself. It, it's the Dodgers division. It, it, the Dodgers are going to win over 100 games. They might be the only team in baseball this year that wins over 100 games. They could win close to 110 games. It's their division to win. The Padres will be the number one wild card. They could have win any other division in baseball. It just so happens that they are in the same division as the best roster in all of baseball. Yeah, I've been on this train the whole offseason. Whenever we've started talking about what the Padres were doing, I've said the Dodgers want their respect too. You got to respect the champion, world champion Dodgers. I've had them as my number one throughout the whole offseason. And then they just added the Cy Young. 
Yeah, I mean, if the Dodgers don't add Trevor Bauer and don't bring back Justin Turner, I think you could make the argument that the Padres could win the division. But with those, uh, with that addition and bringing back Turner, it's it's the Padres, it's the Dodgers division, and they're not going to lose it. They they might win the division by ten games over the Padres still, and that's with the Padres being really good. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dodgers are – Will, I can't believe you said the Padres. I know you're like a closet bandwagon Slam Diego Padres fan, and we all love watching them, but it's it's the Dodgers division. Yeah, I can no, see I, maybe the Padres making a run at it in a year from now once they've gotten a chance to, to mesh as a team, but you've already when Trevor seen Bauer the Dodgers do that. Mm, I think Bauer's <laughs> there for two years. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't strayed from the the Dodgers as the top team in that division. Yeah, I, all off season, no matter what, and def- certainly not going to do that now. Yep, that's the, that's. I'm with you, Jeff. There, the third spot might be a little interesting here. I think. What do you think? Obviously, we got over Arizona. Or are you throwing Colorado out of nowhere? No, Colorado's going to be the basement of all basements. They're the basement. Colorado's going to be the basement of the MLB. They might be worse than the Orioles and the Tigers. That's a hot take. Is it? Is it? They'll probably offload. They'll probably offload Trevor Story. They'll probably offload at least one or two of their pitching arm, their pitching pieces. You could see that. The Dodgers might only win 60 games this season. Worse the Rockies, you mean? Yeah, the Rock. The, no, the Dodgers. <laughs> the yeah, Dodgers well, might not yeah. even lose 60 games. The, Do- the the Rockies might win 60. They're the, going to be the worst team in the MLB. No. I, I, no. I'm not sure <laughs> I agree there. They'll be among the worst teams, but I don't think we've gotten to my worst team in the MLB this year. Oh? Oh, Whether I know where you're it, going with your worst team. It, you could make the argument, I think, maybe the Orioles, but I'm going to go with a team that we haven't seen yet. But I, I think it could be an interesting battle. Not that it matters, but an interesting battle between the Diamondbacks and the Giants for that three spot. I, yeah, I think I mean, the Giants could take it. I think they could too, but it'll be the, a, a, a battle between two teams with losing records probably just based on the way that the schedules are set up. And the division play, but I mean, I think I also think the the Giants have added some good pieces to their offense. Um, obviously, you like the Tommy Lastella signing, and yeah. I, I think they could. I, I think they could challenge for the number three. But Gabe neither Kapler, of those teams get are... that ship in the right right direction. <laughs> Elite manager Gabe Kapler, but it's neither of those teams will even be sniffing the top two in that division the the third place team might be 20 to 25 games behind the Padres yeah (laughs) that just there's always a 12 and a half game lead for the Dodgers yeah that just speaks to how good the top two teams in the NL West are they could potentially be the top two teams in the National League yeah. Um, I don't think the, I think the there's a team in the, the NL East that rivals them. I think there's a team in the NL Central that rivals them, but um, they're they're two of the top 
teams in the NL, and they're rightfully so going to sit on top of that division for the entire season. So moving on to the NL Central, the team that this is where Jeff is definitely going to call his the worst team in baseball. Yeah, Jeff, am I right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) There's not much I like about the Pirates. There's just really not. And the fact that they're from Pittsburgh doesn't help. Yeah, and they've just been – they've already – like you were talking about the Rockies selling off pieces. I mean, we've seen the Pirates sell off already. They sold off Josh Bell and Jamison Tyone. Yeah, I mean, that's – So they're not gone either. That's just there. That's just – And Musgrove. They traded Musgrove too. Yep. Poor, uh, poor Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's, I, I think they're going to be the worst team in the MLB. So this is another division that I think MLB prospectus got wrong. I think they got it way wrong. Really wrong. They have, they have the, uh, St. Louis Cardinals as a 500 team. And a couple weeks ago, we were talking, talking about them being one of the best teams in the national league. First place for me in the NL Central goes to St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking at their predictions. I'll just read them through. They had Brewers one, Cubs two, Cardinals three, Reds four, Pirates five. I think if you switch the Cardinals and Brewers there, I think I agree with the order. I still have the Cubs at two, uh, but an offense that features both. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, I'm going to have to take that. And potentially Dylan Carlson and Paul DeYoung. I mean, the, the, the St. Louis is going to – I'd be shocked if they don't win that division. I mean, it's insane that they just have them at an, in a 500 team. I See, I disagree. I think that the Brewers could win. They could have the second seed in that division, uh, but I, I think it – the Cubs have it. Um, I think it's St. Louis probably runs around 90 games. And then the Cubs and Brewers are close in second and third. See, I almost think that the Reds could be more likely to overtake the Brewers for three than the really? Brewers are to win the division. That, that's, that's Yeah, surprising. I don't really like the Brewers that much. I think over the last couple of years, they've been just losing out on a bunch of pieces. Uh, I mean, if there's any prediction that I'm going to be really wrong about, it might be this one. It might either be this or the Rays. But as currently constructed, I don't love the Brewers roster. But I think we're all in agreement that it's it's Cardinals one. Yeah, St. Louis wins that division. Um, I I was just floored to see that. So this takes us to our beloved NL East. Just another one. Baseball Perspectives oh. just got it so wrong. So wrong. So wrong. If you're, you're going to look at me dead in my eyes and tell me the Mets are going to win 96 games? Look, I think that one's bad, but I think the worst possible thing that they could have done here is put the, Braves the Atlanta Braves games. and finishing fourth in the division. There is that absolutely no chance that the Braves finish outside the top two in the division, 
and I don't think they finished number two. I think no, the Atlanta Braves once again are your NL East oh, champs. They're NLEs. This 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 whole thing is wild on the behalf of baseball prospectus. Don't they know that the Mets is the Mets? And it doesn't matter. Okay, they're getting Noah Syndergaard back. They got Francisco Lindor. The Mets is the Mets is the Mets. They'll find a way to screw it up. It just every yeah, year. I would agree. Every year since 2015, when they made the World Series and lost, they just have had a good team on paper. And have just stunk. Yeah. 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 If I had to, to rank what I think the division being, I think you're going to see the Marlins come back to earth yes. this year uh, and take the rightful spot in the dwellers. division. I don't think as, so. as in the basement of the division. I do. Will. I think the one spot, well, there's two spots where I'm pretty confident that teams will finish. And the Marlins finishing five and the Braves finishing one. Yeah. Then I think there's going to be that. a battle for two, three, that four. two, three, four spot. And here's and our I think pre- there's my a prediction. reasonable chance that it's another one and one for the wild card. Obviously, one wild card is going to come from the West. Right? Yeah, the, the, the Padres are like, going to be the book that. Yeah, book that for sure. The Padres um, could win any other division in the National League. Yeah, yeah, probably. I really do but like the Braves roster, though. I I, I agree, they, and I think Will would agree. Yeah, Bra- I think Braves Will would agree too won. that Braves win win our division. They just have they're the yeah. most solidly built roster in the NL East. Um, I think it's Phillies two, Bra- Mets three, Nationals four. But I uh, think it's I, a cl- I think it's a close two three four. I don't think yeah, I would see, agree there. I think it's it's, um, it's a close two, three, four that could go in any direction. Now, obviously, we're not going to sit here and say we're not biased. Because well, we clearly are very biased. And I think for that reason, we probably all have the Phillies too. Yeah. But it's, I think the, the main prediction we would give here is a close two, three, four between the Mets, Nationals, and Phillies. It, it could come down to a couple games. Will, you were like sighing and had this look of anguish on your face when Jeff was saying the Marlins were cellar dwellers. Who the hell do you think they're going to finish above? <laughs> I, To be honest, I think they finish above Washington. All right, you're canceled. You're yeah. off the next podcast. You're done. Like the yeah, over what the, Mets, what, what the Mets did over 60 games is impossible to replicate over 162. They will Marlins. You mean the Marlins? They will not be close to the playoffs this year. They will not sniff the jockstrap of the number four team in the National League East. Will I will guarantee you that I will bet you money on this that, that they finish fifth by a pretty decent margin, because you're going to have four teams with a winning record in the National League East, and then you're going to have the Marlins that just if. The two three four is going to come down to who can beat up on the Marlins during the regular season, and that's why I'm afraid it might not be the Phillies yeah, exactly. because we suck against the Marlins. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've always been our kryptonite. I mean, but, we, but what, we've always been the Braves, the Braves last year. Yeah, <laughs> we've so that's the Marlins confusing. have been our kryptonite, but we're the Braves' kryptonite. 
Will, I think you are wild for suggesting that the Braves could or the Marlins could win more games than the Nationals. They you 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 know the Nationals still have Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg, right? Yeah. This is the Nationals that Corbin. did that did win the World Series two years ago. You remember that, right? Yeah. Oh, I do. And they have potentially one of the best young players in the MLB in Juan Soto. Yeah. What makes you think they're going to be the last place in the division unless everyone on that team takes a major step back? There's a possibility that that, that happens. Obviously, we saw the Marlins take a huge step forward and nobody expected that. Yeah, I think that that was an anomaly in one of the weirdest seasons we've ever seen. It just and... made sense for the Marlins to just go off in the weirdest season possible. Exactly. Yeah, That's why I think they, they had just a lot of really hungry players that were given a chance when they've never would have gotten the chance that they had. Um, like veterans who were called in because half the team went down with COVID. But I, I think they're gonna they're gonna find their way back to the basement. And honestly, I, I think the Nationals finish four. I like the fact that they they added um uh, they Josh added Bell. Josh Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if he just takes a step back, like forward, takes a, a step forward to kind of be what he was two years ago, he gives some more uh, lineup protection to Soto. And that would help Soto a lot. Not that he needs much help. He's pretty good on his own. But I, I still think I like the overall rosters of the Phillies and Mets better. Ultimately, I do see it coming down to those lineups, too. I mean, the, the Lindor adding him into the Mets lineup just gave them Obviously, they it's had huge. a lot of solid players. Yeah, it's huge. And the Phillies lineup, we've said it again and again. They were top five top in baseball. 10, yeah, top 10, top five offense in baseball. That's pure statistics. You can't argue that. And that lineup. The bullpen, the bullpen blew 14. 14 games last season. That's enough to get the Phillies into the playoffs. Last season, oh, I think it's... for sure. They were a game away. They needed to win one game in the last three, and they didn't do it with a historically bad bullpen and yeah. with a really good offense. So I think you can't overlook the Phillies squad, and I feel like a lot of people are doing that. And They're looking I, at that think... bullpen. Yeah, and I think I think the rotation somewhat gets overlooked too. I mean, obviously yeah. the back end is not great, but one and two and need Wheeler to respect and... the top the top two, yeah. yeah. And Eflin I, is... I really think it's time to start showing some respect to Zach Eflin. Oh, last season exactly. he had a good season last year. Yeah. I think he obviously makes his living on ground balls. And I think Brian Price got him back that. And I think Caleb Cotham will keep him on that track. Zach Wheeler is not your strikeout guy. He's never going to be 300 or maybe even 250 strikeouts in a season. He's a guy that lives off of getting the ball in contact and having your defense make the plays. And with a proper spring training, the Phillies defense should be a lot better. Meaning Zach Eflin could be better. I think it's time we start putting some respect on his name. Obviously, he's not like the best number three in the league. But I think he deserves to start getting some respect from fans outside of Philadelphia. I agree. I'm he's if anyone follows the the Philly Fitz blog, one of my very first blogs that I wrote for that, I was talking about how 
Zach Eflin was a guy who I expected to have a nice season last year. And he did. And I highlighted the same reasons, the fact that he could start to pitch to, to just weak contact, which surprisingly, once he got back to it, he actually had pretty nice strikeout totals and swing and miss totals this year. And, and look, Zach Eflin is not ideally a number three, but he is a very serviceable four or five. If you have yeah, him he's, in your five spot, he's really good for that. And he's I one of, he's if he's a four. a four or five, if he's a four or five, he's one of the better four or fives in the league, but he's a serviceable three. So in, I found another predict predictions. Uh, USA Today did a panel of six individuals. Uh, and here's what their prediction for the National League East was. We're talking about, they have Atlanta winning 93 games normal. That's, I think that's very reasonable to expect. The three, four, the two, three, four is where it becomes really interesting. They have the Mets winning 86 games, finishing in second. Washington winning 85 games, finishing in third. The Phillies winning 83 games and finishing in fourth. I really think that's how close the two, three, four is going to be. Uh, what it's going to be within a series of each other, and I think it all depends on who beats up on the Marlins best. Yeah, that. And probably health. That's yeah, going to be two of the, the biggest factors. And I think maybe you can look to the fact that that maybe the the Marlins or the the Nationals between Scherzer aging and Strasburg's just history history. I I think that's maybe enough reason to pick them for, in addition yeah. to. I think so too. The the lineup depth of the other teams, and the Nationals still have a solid lineup. They have one of the best hitters in baseball with Soto, maybe the best hitter right now. It's it's, it's certainly an argument could be made there, but I think ultimately we just keep coming back to it. It's it's probably going to be a close race. Two, three, yeah, and four. I think my my reasoning behind putting the Phillies in the in two is yeah, the New York's going to get production out of. Francisco Lindor it for them to outpace the Phillies I think they're really going to have to get production and a lot of production out of guys like Pete Alonzo Jeff McNeil Michael Conforto they're really going to need those guys to step up and kind of replicate the successes that because you'll have Bryce Harper JT Real Muto who will put up similar numbers to Francisco Lindor I think Didi's going to have a really good season in Citizens Bank Park again Reese Hoskins once he gets healthy and going again I think we see Reese Hoskins return to his status right before he got hurt when he was hot. I think he's somewhere around that area. Um, and and that I could be an X factor. Yeah, I don't, and I don't see the Mets uh, lineup keeping up with the Phillies. Yeah, ultimately it'll it'll play out. It's I'm excited to see it play out this time over 162 and not 60. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully at some point in the season, we're able to get into the, the stadium for oh. games. I know you can buy tickets for opening day, but will yeah. it be in person? Yeah, you can, but like 200 bucks. Yeah. Well, sneak peek. I think we'll be doing a live show for uh, opening day, a little live show action for opening day for you guys. Um, or if we get enough listens, we'll, uh, we'll take the hit for all of you guys and go if you pay for our tickets. <laughs> so there's a show your friends so you can get your favorite podcast to the Phillies games. 
But I think there's a lot that I'm really looking forward to this season, just having a full baseball season again and spring trainings in two days. And when I see the Phillies down there in Clearwater, it just brings a tear to your eyes. That's what it brings. Yeah. And then yeah, we look well, outside, does. see bad weather. And it's, I think we got to, we ought to be it reporting still to Clearwater too. To my eye. I, I would be reporting to Clearwater. Trust me. But I mean, it's, it's, I'm ready for it. And I think it's kind of at the point now where there's very few free agents left to today. Keone Kella agreed to a contract with the Padres pending physical. John Heyman had that scoop, not Boob Nightingale again. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal's still a free agent. I should expect the Phillies to make a play on him. Um, obviously, his market can't be that great. And I guess Rosen, Rosenthal or Taiwan Walker. Yeah, and the, and the shock of all the whole offseason to me is Jack, we haven't heard a single inkling of a rumor about Jackie Bradley Jr. Nothing. Yeah, I don't think we – Is he done playing baseball? Pod. He's had interest a bunch of places, just nothing's – I guess uh, the market's not playing out like he wanted. I, I guess maybe you'll see a one-year deal with him at this point. Who knows? I mean, hell, maybe he just don't want to play baseball no more. <laughs> maybe that's it. But that's been another episode of the Shoot in the Shift podcast. Uh, Jeff, Will, thanks for hanging out. Uh, we will see you guys next week when pitchers and catchers are reported to spring training. And the rest of the rosters will be right behind them. I'm excited. February 28th, the Phillies officially start spring training baseball. And then April 1st is the season opener against the Atlanta Braves. We are excited. We are ready to roll. And, you know, after this episode, might put together a division winner's parlay on FanDuel Sportsbook. Toddles.